listening to yourbookmybook.com. Yourbookmybook.com Sponsored by OneTripToParadise.com Hello and welcome to yourbookmybook.com Today, we have another great interview with author Thornton Klein. We'll be talking about his two new books, Mrs. P, Your Hair's on Fire, and A Novel Life. Welcome to yourbookmybook.com, Thornton. Thank you, Miguel. It's, it's such an honor to be here, and, and thank you for the invite. Before we talk about your books, please tell us about yourself. Okay, well, let's see. I started piano lessons at age of five. I'm, I credit that to my mom and dad. They signed me up, and it all led from there. It went, went from piano lessons to my writing. I started making up little ditties and little little tunes that they thought I wasn't sticking with the program and I was wasting their money and time. And little did they know, my parents, that uh, I was writing hit songs. I was working toward hit songs. I wasn't writing hit songs at five years old. But I continued to perform and play and, and all that, right? Next thing you know, my mid-20s and all, I continued to write songs that were worthy of uh, publishing and recording. After that, I started to have uh, songs recorded on the radio for radio, television, and film. I have over 150 of my songs recorded by major and independent artists. Uh, some of them you've probably heard of, uh, Engelbert Humperdinck, who's king of romance, Gloria Gaynor, and uh, many, many others. Uh, uh, Gary Puckett, you know, I'm sure you've heard of uh, that song called Young Girl, uh, Get Out of My Life. Uh, that wasn't my song, but many, many people have recorded my songs. In 2012, I started writing books, and I look as a book, look as a book as just a longer song, because a song is like a three to four minute book. I started writing songs with the encouragement of my friends, as well as songs and books at 2012. Next thing you know, um, I'm at 32 books published, which is today. I've had 32 traditionally published, not self-published, but I have no problem with self-publishing. Just traditional publishing is, is my route where I get advances and get paid and have contracts and all that with them. Let's talk about Mrs. P, Your Hair's on Fire. I love the title. Thank you. It's based on a real, real Mrs. P. In fact, we had a book signing today, first book signing since COVID-19 started and here in, here in Hendersonville, Tennessee. And Mrs. P showed up and Mrs. P is a real person. She, the book is based on her, on her. She's a science teacher at a school, private school here in the area. And she placed a bid on a certificate that I donated to the school for an auction. It's called Sumner Academy is the name of the school. She's the character in the book as the protagonist. She's the on the front cover of the book. She is, um, it led to a rare contract that I received from Intense Publications out of Dallas. I, I was offered a 30-book deal. That was unheard of, a 30-book deal up until 2029. So I've written three of those books of Mrs. P. 27 are still to be written. She was the inspiration for the book. So it not only helped her, it helped kids today with literacy, you know, to be able to read. I have a young illustrator. Her name is Lily Grace Jackson, daughter of Mary, Mary Jackson, who I've written books with, foolishest books and things. And she did the illustration. So it helped her and it's, um, it's helped the school. And it's, it's, helped, it's helped everybody. It's just amazing the way the book has come together. Mrs. P drew up a five-page letter to me with all her teaching experiences. And I wrote the first couple books off of her letters, based on her letters. Isn't that interesting, huh? It sounds like a great story. It really is. It's, a, it's basically, in this case, it's a, it's a fellow named Jang who wants to get lots and lots of attention. He really likes Miss, Miss P a lot. 
to get her attention, he always bullies her in, in ways that he, he never should as a student or any, nobody should be bullying. But he bullies her and the uh, plays pranks on her all the time in, in her class as a science teacher. And she, the students are fed up with it. And the students um, give him a dose of his own medicine, give Jang a dose of his own medicine. Lo and behold, at the very end of the story, Jang becomes the unlikely hero. He becomes an actual hero because he not only saves her life, Mrs. P's life, but he also helps her into some really good fortune, um, which is a great twist in the story. So it's a beautiful story. In fact, I've gotten a bunch of uh, five-star reviews on Amazon so far from people I've never, never met in my life. And they, uh, they call it cute and witty and it's a humorous story. So they, they really like it. It's, it's a really pretty funny story. So great to hear who should read your book. The publisher which is Intense Publications out of Dallas, Texas, puts a market on it as middle grade reader, which means like, so like fifth grade through eighth grade. However, it's appealing also to uh, finding it's very appealing to kids younger than that, as early as second grade, third and fourth and all. Kids read up, they don't read down. Most kids read up. So like a second grader could be reading something that a fifth or sixth or seventh grader could be reading. That's the way it is. <laughs> and so... It does reach, it seems to be reaching a wider audience than I anticipated, at least maybe second or third grade all the way up to eighth grade. And it's just kids that uh, want adventure stories and fun, humorous stories. I think that's, kids should read that. And it also has a great message about, but not a preachy message, just a message about, about bullying and all. So. What message you want young readers to take from your book? Treat teachers with respect and honor them. And of course, uh, also treat your other classmates with respect and honor too and not pick on them a bully and also not just try to get attention by doing that there's other ways to get attention and to um by doing working hard in school and um and achieving academically and achieving just success in other ways instead of bullying do you have any advice for anyone that is getting bullied yes i do first of all Don't do not encourage it or do not antagonize the one that's bullying you. The second thing is to stand your ground, stand up to that person. Don't let them push you around. And this, and the third thing would be to always uh, let adults or people in charge, let them be aware of what's going on too. you know, make them aware of uh, that, that you're being victimized or bullied saying that again, not antagonizing stand up against bullying, and also to make others aware of it. Don't keep it a secret. Don't hide it. Your next book is for adults. Is it hard for you to write books for different audiences? It hasn't been so far. I'm kind of a people person. It kind of goes back to my teaching. I've been very blessed with the gift of being able to teach people, kids, as young as three years old, all the way up to adults. And I also teach at a local college here. Over the years, I've studied how people talk in different age groups and everything and how they act and interact. So, no, it has actually become pretty uh, pretty natural to me. I do research, though. Like if there's something I don't know how somebody reacts, like, say, let's say a pilot. If I was writing about a pilot, I would want to know everything about a pilot that it was to know. So I do my research so that I get it correct and I have credibility as a writer, you know, author. But, uh, no, it, it hasn't been, uh, it hasn't been difficult. So tell us a little bit about a novel life. A novel life is a wordplay. I love to do wordplay. It's just, I'd love to do that in songs and in books. Wordplay meaning it's a double entendre, meaning that novel has different meanings. 
in this book, novel means an odd and strange person or life. And this fellow, the protagonist, his name is Carlton. He's 17 years old and he it leads a odd and strange life. And you'll know what, how it is when you read the book, but also he is, he's written a book where he's in the novel himself. He's writing a third person and he makes himself into the book, which is really cool. He's the character in the book. So that's also why it's called a novel life because he's writing about his life inside a novel. I don't know if you want me to mention a little bit about the book. It's really cool, but the uh, book takes odd twists and turns. It's really neat. Go ahead. So this kid, 17-year-old, thinks he wrote this book. And uh, so he signs uh, a contract with Sheldon House Publishers, which is the largest publishing house in New York City. He gets a hefty advance and a 60-city book tour. Then all of a sudden, while he's on book on his book tour in Laramie, Wyoming, he realizes he's lived his whole life before. This whole life he wrote about a year ago. Isn't that that's really spooky and is um eerie? And so it's a deja vu moments. And suddenly he and he meets, reunites with a, a love life, love interest. Uh, her name is Taylor. Well, he finds out that if everything has come true that he's written about a year ago, it's coming true now, then the ending will be catastrophic for Taylor. Something bad's gonna happen to Taylor unless he can change the ending of the book, which is so cool. So he contacts the editor-in-chief of the uh, Sheldon House Publishers, Arnold Turnbull, his name Turnbull, and he refuses to, uh, even though Colton pleads to him to change the ending, he will not allow the ending to be changed. He said it's perfect, it's a hit book, and all that. And so Colton, 17-year-old Colton, has to take it into his own hands, destiny into his own hands, to uh, get uh, to try to try to change the ending of the book, and it's really fascinating. The the ending is as a is a really great twist at the end. So interesting. Who's the target audience for your book? Okay, it's a, what we call it. It's a new genre called the new adult. There's a young adult, and some people have um, reviewed it already and said that it's a young adult. But I dis- my publisher disagrees. My publisher thinks it's at least seventeen years old up to age thirty or, or beyond that. But a new adult is a little bit older, more like college age or beyond that. But I suppose some people could read it that are younger, you know, that um, like people use a read up. So it's possible that there might be some or 15 or 16 year olds that might want to read it, too. But it's uh, it has got some mature subject matter. So it might be more appropriate, you know, for like 17 or 18, you know, olds to read it and so forth. So how was the writing process for A Novel Life? So this actually came about um, actually through a dream, like three years ago. Even the title came to me, and and I I checked the title because I want to make sure I have a unique title, and nobody's ever done this title, A Novel Life. I've I've checked it, searched it, Googled it, Amazoned it, and everything. I had the whole idea, concept, like a movie, and it will make a great movie when somebody picks it up. You know, it's a psychological psychological thriller. And so um, then I started working on it um, just – working on chapter by chapter instead of outlining it because, um, you know, I've taken workshops with some great people like James Patterson and all. And he always says to do outlines. I see a book as a picture, like a movie picture, a film picture. And so I wrote it from what I saw and I saw these characters and I developed these characters. And then I took a workshop with a, a New York times bestseller. Her name is Cherie Bennett. And she helped me develop the story more like she critiqued it and helped me edit it and all kinds of things like that. And then, I got it into a form where it could be, it was, it was ready to, you know, to send to a publisher and the publisher absolutely loved the, 
uh, book. I met I met this publisher a couple of years ago at the Southern Festival of Books here in Nashville. There's a big, big conference. About 100,000 people come to this. And I met her and she was fascinated by my book book idea. And I told her about it. And then she says to send it to me. So I did. I sent it to her and she absolutely loved it. Any advice to uh, new writers? Is to always create your own opportunities. Create your own opportunities. Don't wait for somebody to come along. You could be waiting for years. You could be waiting for you know, 50 years for an opportunity to come along. Don't wait for opportunities to come. Create them yourselves. Go after it. Like maybe go ahead and start writing, writing an idea, work on something, even if it's a short story, whatever it is, and then start and start looking for um, people that you know will be interested in. If you have to go somewhere like a book festival or someplace like that to meet people, start networking with them, and then and then create those opportunities. How can our audience around the world connect with you? I have a website. Uh, it's thorntoncline.com. That's my website. But then you can also go to Arthur Central or you can go to Amazon, amazon.com. All my books are up there. My 32 books are up there on amazon.com. And you can also reach me on goodreads.com, uh, barnesandnoble.com. There's a lot of places you can you know, find my books for me. You know, And I'd love to hear from everybody. I don't know if you mind me just giving my, my email if somebody wants to drop me a, an email. It's a... Uh, it's it's Thornton, Thornton Klein author Thornton Klein author at gmail.com. So it's Thornton Klein author at gmail.com. Thank you so much for spending time with your book, mybook.com, Thornton. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you so much. 